0: Hello, good morning, good morning, good morning. It's a Thursday, I believe, and the weather's pretty fine. Uh, I've actually lined up uh, plenty of topics that can be used for the podcast and I've uh, just chanced upon HR Pampanga, um, a good resource in Facebook at the moment. For the HR professionals, it's it's like it's it's an active forum for HR professionals, and uh, you get to ask questions. You also get to answer questions from other people, which I think basically this this what this blog is about. So, um, what I wanted for us to talk about for this morning is uh, a very interesting post. Uh, it was actually written in Filipino, so I'll read it the way it was mentioned, but uh, I will translate it for just in case we have readers from offshore. It says, "Kapag isang HR ay hindi na appreciate sa kanyang ginagawang trabaho, paano na ito So in English, I think this can roughly translate as, "When an HR professional is not appreciated, or, let me, let me also add a layer of it it's underappreciated for the things that they do he or she does how should this person handle it or how should each HR group handle this pretty interesting primarily because um, uh, as you may have um, known by now uh, in the field of human resources I've been working as part of hr for almost 17 years now although i've just worked with two companies and both of them are in manufacturing and both are labor intensive uh, manufacturing companies uh, i think we will be able to give some points or two that people can learn and i hope if uh hr people are listening on this episode you get to also settle some inner struggles that you have well just in case you're you're, you're on this situation okay um, uh, I, I qualified the uh, question to cover appreciated uh, unappreciated and underappreciated so I think this needs to be settled So how should we define um, the difference between these two possible scenarios, an uh, underappreciated HR and an unappreciated HR? Let me start with the uh, unappreciated HR. Um, <clears throat> uh, for this one, I think th- there could be plenty of reasons why um, someone would someone's effort can be unappreciated, specifically if you're in the service field of HR um, and why am I dealing with uh, the reason because I think knowing, understanding and having a better grasp of why would someone be unappreciated can spell a big difference in terms of how you should be handling it or what's the more productive way of handling it so one, one possible reason why you are unappreciated is because one your client do not know what you're doing. I mean, uh, yes, it may sound a bit off when you say. So does that mean do I need to advertise what I'm doing? Yes and no. I'm oh, sorry for that. I'm driving. Um, yes and no. When I say yes, yes and no, uh, you don't need to be bragging about the tiny things, the minute details of the things that you do. But uh, I think a proper. Um, updating of the things that the, your, you or your team are accomplishing is necessary, especially if you belong to a very big organization. Um, it would be very unfair for your client, your immediate superior, or the, the, the owners of the company, or say, for example, the board of directors. If you would just leave it to, oh, anyway, they would see the announcements, they would see the memos. Um, people will tell them, no, I mean, uh it's, it's a normal dynamics of people that sometimes amidst the business of a day <clears throat> or say for example for for my case I'm, 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 I'm in a manufacturing company uh, the organization's business is manufacturing the products that we do it's not a people business so to speak so what, what am I trying to say? it's not the immediate focus it's not the default uh topic of choice of, 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 of people. So, especially, say, for example, uh, top management. So, it's your task as the HR or the human resource um, um, representative to communicate what are the activities that your people are doing. So, that's for, the, that's for a, a, a bigger scope. So, let me let me give you an example where it's more specific. Say, for example, you're catering to a finance department and you're the HR accounts person or you're assigned for that specific department. If you're starting an engagement where, in say, uh, once a day you uh, make sure that you get to talk to one finance person, uh, both for career pathing, uh, regular catch-up, and, and or giving updates on what's Um, important uh, for them as employees. I think it would be nice that by the end of the week, end of the month, you provide the manager, the department manager, with a feedback, a report, a summary, highlights of the things that you were able to capture. This way, you're also able to engage um, the department manager of the things that matter, people, subject, people, topic, voice. And um, they would have an idea now that, oh, this is what HR is doing for my team. This is what I'm saying when uh, I mentioned that sometimes um, it would be difficult for people to know what specifically you are doing because they don't see you or they don't um, uh, see the tangible results of uh, what you are doing. This is another challenge with uh, the, the profession of human resource. Um, while the burden is with ASA, uh, don't get me wrong, I'm not uh, giving an excuse. Uh, it's, it's the opposite. I'm actually challenging fellow HR professionals to find ways to translate to tangible numbers, to measurable performance indicators, and at the same time, um, um, really put in paper or digitalize output that HR is doing to make it more understandable, relatable, well, measurable. uh, That's key. And, of course, uh, a a language that your client will understand. When I say language, it's not the dialect or the would you do it Filipino, English, or what. No. I'm referring to, say, for example, I gave gave finance as a a case um, earlier. So, how should the HR activities translate better so that a finance person would, or a finance professional, a finance executive would understand it and make use of it? Um, that's the second one. I think um, uh, apart from us not able to communicate is if we are communicating, our client or the people whom should Give you the appreciation that you are asking for, or is um, expecting for to come from, um, do not relate to how you communicate your activities. Um, for this one, I, I would say you're you're not aligned in terms of expectations. Or if there are not, if there's no expectation set, meaning you're you're free to do whatever. You are not required to, say for example, work on a project plan or, or a, an annual plan of how you will conduct uh, your HR function. Um, and you are updating, but this do not make sense, at least in their world or in their sphere, sphere of, uh, of, of understanding. And it's, it's, and it's important as, as part of the organization and HR and being HR at that. It would be important that we are sensitive, we purposely try to find out how we can make the HR programs, the HR activities, the HR reports specifically and most importantly relevant to those who should be reading it. Our goal is to transform whatever people information that we have to be something far from any report, any usual report that will just be um, clicked when they receive it in the email, not really read it and would only read it under nature. We should be able to help create that culture where. an HR report that gets released is an important report that needs to be read, needs to be digested, reads, needs to be understood. And for some cases, or as may be needed, um, result in two key action steps that would benefit business. So one, just to recap, um, are you advertising enough? Or are you even advertising at all second is are you able to put relevance to the things that you communicate this is in case you have started already or is already communicating um, to your key client so how else would um, HR be unappreciated um, uh, and another thing that, that crossed my mind and this is the third point that I wanted to say is um, alignment to people earlier uh, ju- just to separate it now, uh, I was telling it's an alignment with your client the manager, the managerial levels your, your, your key key members your stakeholders but this time I would uh, delve on the details for in, uh, uh, the, that, let's talk about HR talking to the people the rank and file the non-boss clients of hr and i think this comprises the great majority of the hr interaction so if you are unappreciated uh, one of the key reasons that i think would make sense is that maybe just maybe you need to ask yourself and assess the team how well do we fully grasp the profile of our people meaning how well do we understand who are we catering the HR services to um, uh, how many percentage of your populations are male female how many of your populations are university graduates where do they come from Location-wise, do you have like a locator of your employees? Especially, say, for example, now during the pandemic, uh, transportation has been a key concern of people. So you would be lucky if the uh, company that you're working with really have have benefited from uh, having employees working within the same community. So, proximity is an advantage for you. But, say for example, this is your case. Are you aware how many from your population are not within the immediate community? Uh, The reason why I'm asking this is that while you may just have a few percentage, this few percentage would be a source of few not being appreciated. Because whatever programs that you think may be working, because you get plenty of of comments and good comments at that because many would relate you would have this percentage of people who would have problems because your programs would not fit them would not benefit them or would not even like even reach the level of would understand why you're doing what you're doing or see why the company is, is moving towards a direction that HR more often than not is, is the face of um, is, is, is holding the banner trying to convince people that, that uh, a particular direction is, is something that would be beneficial for everyone so uh, how, how well do we understand our people basically and and this would give you and give an, and give any hr professional the leverage to uh, be able to decide better be able to make proper uh, more sound recommendations and be able to easily identify also possible areas of concerns if you know your numbers you would know and be able to appropriate the necessary focus the extra haggard the extra TLC tender love and care because you are you you already are well aware of um, having this specific Groups as your choke points. Um, so I think for for the area of where or why can an HR uh, professional be unappreciated? You can check on those three: uh, communication, alignment with the uh, expectations, and at the same time, understanding or the depth of understanding that we have with uh, our people which basically still are your clients okay now why would HR be underappreciated this is a more tricky uh, part because this means this can mean that one you are already aligned there are set expectations and that you're working gravitating towards these expectations already but the question is, why are you still underappreciated? Um, well, one one factor that I think would make sense in this area is that um, you are underappreciated because there is a disparity in terms of the reward, in terms of the uh, the motivation that your client, your boss, the company, the top management is communicating to HR. And HR has a a totally different gauge uh, that does not align. Uh, What do I mean by this? So see, for example, an example of of you um, experiencing problems is of being underappreciated is that you expect for example for HR to receive a bigger year-end bonus but when the annual performance appraisal comes out the rating that was given to HR is something that you did not expect to have or you did not expect to receive. So, uh, How do I understand this? Uh, I think Again, key would be, were you able to communicate enough the efforts that you think matter? Uh, Were you able to communicate the key score-worthy activities, programs, contributions that HR did for the year that was used by whoever it is that's rating your department? Well, the sad part is there would be a great probability also of um, whatever it is that happened very recently close to when you did your appraisal would have a a big impact on how you will be rated. But um, let's say everything else is fair, everything else is okay, then maybe you were not really able to help um, give your rater a proper view, understanding of the things that really matter that should have been given, like pokey points. That's one. Second is that maybe um, you as an HR professional would also not yet have the understanding naman this time of how the organization is meaning you have expectations from management but may not have a full grasp of like for example the state of the company really is at the moment that made management decide far from what you are expecting this can also be given another example like Let's be specific. Like For example, your your immediate superior. Say, for example, you're your reporting to an executive. Uh, uh, this is just my, my, my guess, but it could also be possible that as an HR professional, you do not or you have not yet fully understood the leadership style also of your immediate superior. That is why, say, for example, you are expecting to be given, say, example, only a pub, public Praises during meetings. That, oh, this is what HR is doing. So let's uh, thank them. Blah blah blah. If your boss may have a different leadership style, that, say for example, he or she is not the type of like giving public praises. So um, this could be a, a, a problem. This could be a trouble because you do not align. You have your expectations on what could motivate you. What could motivate the team, but the leadership style of your current immediate superior would not or does not align in terms of this uh, aspects. So, what what do I what do I see about this? It would be difficult for people to um, align to you if one you're not communicating this, and second, if um, you do not also Proposively engage your immediate superior. So I think what I'm trying to say uh, for the second one, uh, the, the possible problem of being underappreciated is that um, again, key is communication. I, I know it's it's a highlight uh, during the earlier parts of this uh, episode, but uh, yeah, I mean a- a- HR is all about communication. Um, when a mentor would hear this from me, i would sure I'm quite sure uh, this would give them quite. Uh, huh, uh, like moments where they would smile and say, ha ha ha. So, Bonnie's also trying to convince himself of the things that we're telling him. But yes, I mean, this is also a struggle, a personal struggle. Um, but it's, the, it's a solution at the same time. I, I know it's a solution, but it's also an area where I struggle and I also try to learn and develop myself. But yes, if, if you're not communicating what you want or how you want to be appreciated, it will not also be fair to uh, from to, to your immediate superior if you're not getting um, uh, the manner of appreciation that you think would like really boost your, your 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 motivation. So so how are you going to handle any of this? Um, one, you you need to man up. I mean, as an HR professional, uh, you need to make a stand and really make conscious efforts. Proposive actions to change the situation I I believe this question was raised in the Facebook forum primarily because the person wanted to do something about it who who wants to be coming to work daily unmotivated or demotivated so um, stand up go back to the drawing board Think of say top three things that can help you, the team, communicate, target a particular case case test, a department that you want to test, plan how you will do this, and measure effectiveness. The good thing about this is that I, I think it's a it's a win-win situation for the organization or your clients and HR or you as a professional because whatever it is that you try all fall under the category of engagement. I don't think there is there's there's a losing situation or a losing moment when you when HR tries to engage anyone. Because you would get something from it. You would learn, you would get information. You would touch base people. People would feel that you're interested also on them. That you care for their welfare. There's, there's concern. So, there's there's a rich opportunity um, when you engage people. So, do this. Uh, then test. I mean, come on. Uh, uh, it's, it's for you. It's for your sanity also. It's for your motivation. It's for the team's motivation. So, you might as well invest time in uh, trying to align HR, if you're an HR head, if you're a lead, if you're a supervisor. Um, this can align your team and give them better perspective on how uh, wonderful the profession of human resources is. So there, um, I think I was able to say many things already, um, I'm not sure if I'm going to categorize this as part of the morning drive blah blahs, but anyway. Uh, I wish everyone a wonderful day. If you're listening to this uh, early morning, midday, or just about to end it, I hope you get to relax after a very challenging day's work. Now, if you're just about to sleep, trying to wind down, whether literally or figuratively, before you sleep, uh, please rest well, fellow HR soldier. You did well for today. God bless everyone. Goodbye.